to serve. My eyes see injustice, my hands work for change, my tongue sing the sorrow of my heart. The love of Allah combined with hope, let's hold hands as we make a start. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum. You are back on your favorite radio station, The Voice of the Cape on 91.3 FM Stereo. In our book reading segment this week, we feature a reading about a man who refreshed the science of debating in the Islamic tradition. When you flip through the Islamic books, you will come across so many scholars describing their debates, explaining their arguments, and refusing the opposites. When it comes to the 21st century we just have one in mind Sheikh Ahmad Didat next up we present a reading from the biography Ahmad Didat the man and his mission a biography by university professor and author Ghulam Fahid the reader is Rashida Davids the Durban-based Islamic Propagation Center International of which Ahmad Didat was a founding member, trustee and president, continues to receive letters almost daily from places as far off as Mexico, Papua New Guinea and Kazakhstan, requesting copies of Didat's books and recordings. A Google search in June 2011 threw up 1,170,000 websites containing the phrase Ahmad Didat. Many of these sites are polemical, with opponents and proponents debating his views with Didat-esque intensity and vigor, and holding tenaciously to their positions. A cursory reading of Didat's Life Circa 2001 stimulated an abiding fascination with the Didat phenomenon, something that had its roots in Durban, the city in which I grew up, and yet had a reach and influence that was undoubtedly global. Indeed, Didat epitomized the concept think local, act global, long before this became common parlance in our rapidly globalizing world. Teaching commitments delayed my sustained entry into Didat's world. By the time I was ready to interview the man himself, sadly he had passed away. This book would have been richer had he been able to respond to the many issues raised in the course of my research. But this study does not rely on speculation and conjecture. I had access to a wealth of primary and secondary material, including audio and visual recordings and informants willing to share their views on Didat. All of this partly compensates for the lack of direct input from Didat himself. Audiovisual material was especially helpful in providing insight into Didat's style of debate, the content of his talks and the extent of his influence. Oral testimony was important in reconstructing aspects of the story as this provided eyewitness accounts and first-hand experiences. Many historians and social scientists mistrust oral history because it rests upon memory, which is not always reliable. Respondents sometimes misremember things or even embellish, invent and rearrange events in order to present a more interesting story or to appear as the good guy. Some of these problems associated with oral history apply to written documents too. While acknowledging that memories are contingent and subjective, they remain an important method of recovery and a means of expanding the boundaries of historical research, and I therefore attempted to judiciously cross-reference events and views. 
where it was difficult to discern the veracity of particular viewpoints, opposing voices have been allowed to speak against each other. In an effort to keep notes to a minimum, extracts from interviews have not been endnoted each time they are cited. Instead, all interviews are listed at the back of the book. Similarly, access to the IPCI's archives provided an invaluable source of information, and where correspondence cited has not been endnoted, the originals are housed at the IPC's offices in Durban. Ahmed Didat progressed from being a retail assistant rummaging for reading material in the basement of a remote rural store to become a renowned figure in many parts of the Muslim world. He walked with kings, yet spoke in a manner and language that appealed to ordinary Muslims. He was not loath to enter enemy territory, challenging leading evangelical Christians on the interpretations of biblical and scriptural precepts and teachings, often on the home turf. His legacy continues to echo and haunt his opponents, both inside and outside Islam. And all this took place primarily during the time when South Africa was a global pariah because of apartheid. This makes Ahmad Didat even more fascinating. Here was a man who, while building the local dynasty that continues to function, strode the global Muslim stage. Growing up in Durban, one could not but be aware of the influence and controversy that surrounded Didat. But one had to travel abroad to truly appreciate the extent of his global appeal. For example, it was at Indiana University in Bloomington in the mid-1980s that Didat's transnational popularity really dawned on me. Students from Malaysia and Saudi Arabia, who constituted a large segment of the Muslim student population on the campus, would typically ask, Where from? South Africa? Ah, Didat, Didat. Yes, good. Welcome, welcome. Such anecdotes are far from exceptional. Urologist Dr. G. M. Hussein recalls attending a medical conference in Buenos Aires in the late 1980s. On Friday, he wanted to offer the midday Jumu'ah prayer and called the Pakistan embassy to check whether there was a mosque in the area. With the help of a taxi driver, he negotiated the tricky route to the distant and, to his amazement, large and beautiful mosque. When worshippers discovered that he was from South Africa, the first words uttered were Didat, Didat. And when they heard that he had some pamphlets at the hotel, they followed him all the way back to his room to lay hands on the material. The sheer delight of these Argentinians left Dr. Husen dumbstruck. Although he was a trustee of the IPCI at the time, even he confessed to not having appreciated the extent of Didat's popularity. By the early 1990s, many South African Muslims traveling to the Middle East, Malaysia, Pakistan or Indonesia found that one figure had become synonymous with South Africa, Nelson Mandela. That these two men were often mentioned in the same breath reflects Didat's stature in the Muslim world. His books and pamphlets, as well as video, audio and DVD recordings were and continue to be widely disseminated. The title of this chapter was inspired by a collection of essays by Nobel Prize winning Indian economist Amartya Sen, titled The Argumentative Muslim, that underscores the long tradition of argument, public debate and intellectual pluralism that informs India's history. One dictionary's definition of argumentative is the presentation and elaboration of an argument or deductive reasoning in debate. 
Some may feel that contentious is more appropriate in Didat's case, that is, causing or likely to cause disagreement and disputes between people with differing views. On the other hand, argumentation may often lead to contention and quarrels, but that is not necessarily intentional. Didat believed that through methodical reasoning, he could counter the arguments of missionaries. His belief in open debate was underscored by Somali journalist Bashir Goth shortly after Didat's death in 2005. It is not important whether one agreed with Didat or embraced his style of debate or the core of his beliefs. What one couldn't miss in him was his unparalleled belief in the power of the world. The Islamic world today is in dire need of men like Didat whose good character, good deeds, good knowledge and humane nature, instead of their booby-trapped bodies, can reach overseas shores. A person in whose presence one felt safe without having to think about running for cover when he reached to adjust his skullcap. MashaAllah, that reading was from the biography Ahmad Didat, The Man and His Mission, by university professor and author Ghulam Fahid. I just want to say shukran and thank you for joining me, Rayhan Mukanam, on our second broadcast of Born to Serve on your favorite radio station, The Voice of the Cape on 91.3 FM Stereo. We do hope you enjoyed our show and inshallah the podcast will be loaded on our website. All comments may be sent to Z-U-L-F-A-H-B at vocfm.co.za You enjoy the rest of your evening. From me, your host, Rehanu Mukadam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.